You're listening to Purposeful Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Yolanda Postel, and I'm here to encourage you to be bold, step out on faith, and be the amazing woman God has called you to be. Let's get into this episode. Love is patient and kind, never jealous or envious, never boastful or proud, never haughty or selfish or rude. Love does not demand its own way. It is not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges and will hardly even notice when others do it wrong. It is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. That's 2 Corinthians 13.4. I believe that's the New Living Translation. I would dare say that every one of us has loved or been in love. Maybe you were blessed and you got it right the first time. I know me, I definitely wasn't. (laughs) And a lot of how we love and how we act in relationships is what is modeled in front of us. Some of us were blessed, or some of you were blessed to have a mother, father that were great examples of how to love in a healthy manner. And then there were others where we just didn't have that proper example. I fall into the latter camp. (laughs) My dad's motto was, if you don't like it, leave. And you can't really, you can't do that when you're in a relationship. You can't just up and leave whenever you don't like something. That's not the making of a positive, healthy relationship. So I had to learn how to love the right way and what it takes to create a healthy relationship. Now, I definitely made my mistakes. I did not do everything right, but I learned throughout time and maturity. I noticed I see some young couples and they are giving relationship advice. Bravo, that's good for them. However, sometimes it takes couples that have a few years under their belt to really get to the issues of what you may be facing at a certain time. And one thing I have come to realize is when you're younger, when you're 20s and you get into this relationship, you may see things a completely different way than what you do when you get in your 30s or 40s or 50s and beyond because you're at a different phase of life and there are different factors that impact the relationship. You know, When you don't have children, that's the last thing on your mind. You're not thinking about the how the dynamics of your relationship will change when you have children, how sometimes you got to be watchful because the the children can try to manipulate or some of the arguments you will have because of your children. All of those different things, that's a different phase of life for those people that are empty nesters. 
they're in a different phase of life. They went through the kids. They went through the the early years. And now they are faced with just themselves. So they have different issues that they may face as empty nesters. So how you handle your relationship and the way you love, it, it, it is a learning process. And every relationship has to go through it. Sometimes people can try to indoctrinate you into their way of doing things. Um, they could try to get you to take on their issues because of their f- relationship failures, but it doesn't have to be that way. If you came from a home where you did not have a healthy relationship modeled for you, it doesn't mean that you can't learn. For myself, my my dad, you know, my mom passed away. My dad remarried, divorced. So there was still a lot that I needed to learn um, just about myself as a young woman at that time in my early 20s. And then what it took to be a, a good wife, you know, one that could maintain a strong relationship. Now, I did not go to the other 20-something-year-olds or even 30-something-year-olds. I sat, I ain't ashamed to say it, I sat under the old ladies. (laughs) The old ladies that had been married 30, 40 years, that, that knew, hey, this is how you handle your husband when it comes to this. This is, you know, how he may act in this situation. And honestly, when I would listen to their conversations, I wasn't even married yet, but I took in a lot of what they said. Some of it didn't make sense at the time, but when I got married, I said, oh, that's what they were referring to. And then other things that they said, I really didn't get until it was my turn to go through those scenarios. So... What is love? What's the right way to love? What's real love? And to answer that question, I went back to 2 Corinthians 13, 14, because it is the things that are laid out in this particular scripture that really do um, make up a healthy, loving relationship. Are we going to get it all right all the time? No, we're not. But with the help of the Lord, we can have a great relationship. And one of the very first things where it says love is very patient and kind. When you first get married, you have your idea of the way things should be. Two separate people coming together to make a life. The thing is, both of you have never had to Um, share your ways before. So a lot of the thought process and the way that you think about things, you won't even encounter until you say, I do. And patience is required. Patience with your spouse, patience with the process, patience of going through the first year of learning each other and patience all the way through till death do you part. I, I pray that everybody has Um, the ability to have a relationship that lasts a lifetime. 
you're you're going to have to be patient with your spouse when they do stir, stupid things and make silly mistakes. They will have to be patient with you when you're having a bad day and maybe you're having a little bit of an attitude. It, it's it's a give and take. We all have to give a little bit of patience and a little bit of kindness to one another to be able to sustain a long-lasting relationship. Now, this the second point in the scripture that I think is um, really good to point out is it's never jealous or envious. You see people that are always, there are some people, should I say, that are jealous. They're just really insecure. So that is something inside of them. And I hope that that's something that you're able to address before you even say, I do. That's a long, marriage is a long time for to be involved with someone that has a jealousy issue. And also sometimes um, spouses can be envious of each other. For example, if one spouse is reaching a certain level of success in their career and the other person has not quite reached that success yet, or maybe the other person is struggling, sometimes envy can creep up. They want that success. They want that um, that income. They want that position or or they want that particular account that maybe you were able to land that they that they didn't. So there, the thing is that again, your relationship, when you say I do, you become one. So their success is your success and vice versa. Your relationship is not a competition and you should be able to be genuinely happy, you know, to rejoice when great things happen for each other. If you if you're going to school and you and you get your degree and 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 the other party hasn't quite got there yet, maybe they're lagging behind and they're feeling some kind of way. Hey, you know, they they can achieve the success too. Let them know, hey, this isn't a competition. We are in this together. And I think sometimes that maybe that competition comes from the person being insecure and insecure in their position in the relationship? Are they still going to be loved? Are they still going to be respected? Are they still going to be valued even though they have not accomplished a certain um, goal that they had in mind, or maybe they are not where they expected to be at a certain point in life? And one thing that's interesting is to see that as women age, sometimes we want to do a little bit more and get out and do more things because we we had the children. We um, were we spent our a majority of our time raising the kids, and so we want to get out and achieve certain things. Do jump out and and work on our goals and work on the things that we put to the side. Sometimes our husbands don't know how to handle that, and it's just a really a matter of saying, "Hey, babe, I'm not going to." Um, put you to the side. I'm going to make sure that our relationship has what it needs to make it. And you will still be the priority. What I'm working on is not going to take away from you. And you are still my number one love. And just let them know that their place is secure. That they don't have to worry about 
um, your relationship, that it's solid. And I think if you can reassure your spouse and just let them know that they'll feel good, they'll feel good about the relationship, they'll feel good about you, and it just solidifies the strength of of your bond. Um, another part that I love in the in this interpretation of the scripture is it does not demand its own way. Ooh, that's a big one because often <laughs> when couples get together, especially if some people have that only child syndrome, they want their way. It's got to be their way or no way. That is so unrealistic. It cannot be that way. One party cannot always have their own way. And I don't care if a person throws an adult tantrum. It doesn't mean that they're that they deserve to get their own way. And if you feed into their adult tantrums, you just feed into their um, dysfunctional behavior. Try to sit down, have a conversation, see if you can come to a solution that both of you can agree with. Of course, there are certain things that are non-negotiables. You may have certain religious beliefs or um, certain values that you feel are non-negotiable. Hopefully you've had that discussion before you even said, I do. But if not, then you have to um, have sit down and hash out that conversation after. And it may not be comfortable, but it is something that you're going to have to work through, but it can be done if you are willing to work together. And that's the key. You can overcome anything as long as you're willing to work together. But if you make up your mind that you're going to work against your spouse, then how, how can you succeed? It's like fighting against your own self. And also the point of does not hold grudges. When you and your spouse have a disagreement or you go through certain things and you say that you forgive, you have to really make up in your mind that you are forgiving that person. And the reason why I say that is because you can go through a situation that is very hurtful in your relationship. And that the emotions of what you went through can try to creep up periodically or the thought will come across your mind periodically of what you went through during that time, how you felt during that time. At that moment, you have the option to keep entertaining it or push it to the side and say that that's forgiven. I forgive that person. That's forgiven. You will never forget that whole forgive and forget. We know that that is not true. That's not realistic. You'll never forget, but you can forgive and you can heal to the point where you don't have that twinge of anger and hatred in your heart. So, but when that thought comes across your mind, you do have the option of taking it and re and rehashing it again, bringing it back to life or Stand, standing in the in the point of view that I have forgiven, this is done and I'm not taking that back up again. And the reason why that's important is because you are going to go through numerous things in your relationship, numerous things in your marriage. And I know what it's like to keep score. 
he did this, 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 this. Or, you know, the husband said, well, you did X, Y, Z. And every time you get in an argument, you make up and then you get mad again. And then you rehash everything that person did or that did to make you mad. It completely undermines the trust in the relationship. It completely undermines the secure, the sense of security in the relationship. So that grudge thing, that keeping a list, the keeping score, toss that out. When you forgive, leave it alone. Don't pull out that laundry list. Every time you get mad, you pull out your list of things they did in year one, year two, year three. God forbid you you married 15, 20 years and you're still pulling out, oh, what they did in year five. Come on. That's ridiculous. You're either in it to stay in it and be healthy um, and, and have a healthy, positive relationship, or you can hold grudges and continue to stay in a cycle of dysfunction. And I know nobody wants to stay in a cycle of dysfunction. So holding grudges, it it just kills the relationship. The day that you decide not to forgive is the day that your relationship is over. Because forgiveness is required. You're going to do things that hurt your spouse and they're going to do things that hurt you. Honestly, that's part of the relationship. We're human and we do stupid stuff sometimes. Of course, like I said, there's always non-negotiables, but you know, sometimes we say things we shouldn't say and and you know, there's the stonewalling people do, which oh, goodness gracious. The stonewalling meaning um I'm just not going to talk to you because I'm mad. That's so foolish and so immature. My stance is, if you got a problem, you need to tell me what your problem is because I'm not going to sit up here all day trying to read your mind. So get it out. Get it out. That stonewalling isn't healthy. It, It only hurts you in the end. Learn how to communicate in a way that's positive, that's healthy, that gets your point of view across. But once you have made the decision to forgive and move past the situation, don't pick it up again. Don't let it turn into this cycle of of unhealthy grudges that just becomes this laundry list. It's not worth it. So celebrate each other. Celebrate your spouse, make them feel secure. Let them know that you all are in it together, that you will make it through the situations that you face together. Let them know that you will make it through the situations that you face together. Let them know that you have their heart and you will keep their heart safe. Give the man the respect that he deserves because if you, if you uh, emasculate him, you're not going to be happy with the result. And if I see sometimes people make comments and emasculate their spouse, and if that man said something similar to that woman, that would tear that woman apart. So let's give each other 
the respect and love that belongs in a healthy relationship. Because we want to not just say we're in love, we want to be able to love right in a healthy way. We're not going to hit a home run all the time and ask God to help you in the areas where you fall short. And your relationship will make it. Well, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to Purposeful Woman Podcast and don't forget to share. Follow me on social media. You can find the links in the show notes. And as you go through your week, remember, be bold, be empowered, break through fear, walk in faith, and allow God to lead and guide you.